Welcome to the Folktale Project. This is Dan Scholes. Today, we have the final part of The Master Maid. And I do hope that you've been enjoying the series so far. I, I do enjoy this story very much. And don't forget, if you are a Patreon subscriber, if you head over to patreon.com slash folktaleproject, you'll not only have the Just the Stories version of each one of these tales, but you'll also have the full and complete tale from beginning to end all in one place. And you can always subscribe and join the Patreon at the Folktale Project. Just a dollar a month gives you access to the stories in advance, as well as these Just the Stories and Complete Tales versions. Now, without any further ado, this is the conclusion of The Master Maid. On the following day, the wedding was to take place in the king's palace, and the elder brother was to drive to church with his bride, and the brother who had been with the giant with her sister. But when they had seated themselves in the coach and were about to drive off from the palace, one of the trace pins broke, and, though they made one, two, and three to put in its place, that did not help them, for each broke in turn, no matter what kind of wood they used to make them of. This went on for a long time, and they could not get away from the palace, so they were all in great trouble. Then the sheriff said, for he too had been bidden to the wedding at court, Yonder away in the thicket dwells a maiden, and if you can but get her to lend you the handle of the shovel that she uses to make up her fire, I know very well that it will hold fast. So, they sent off a messenger to the thicket and begged so prettily that they might have the loan of her shovel handle of which the sheriff had spoken that they were not refused. So now they had a trace pin which would not snap in two. But all at once, just as they were starting, the bottom of the coach fell in pieces. They made a new bottom as fast as they could, but no matter how they nailed it together or what kind of wood they used, no sooner had they got the new bottom into the coach and were about to drive off again than it broke again, so that they were still worse off than when they had the broken trace pin. Then the attorney said, for he too was at the wedding in the palace, Away there in the thicket dwells a maiden, and if you could but get her to lend you one half of her porch door, I am certain that it will hold together. So, they again sent a messenger to the thicket and begged so prettily for the loan of the gilded porch door of which the attorney had told them that they got it at once. They were just setting out again, but now the horses were not able to draw the coach. They had six horses already, and now they put in eight, and then ten, and then twelve. But the more they put in, and the more the coachman whipped them, the less good it did, and the coach never stirred from the spot. It was beginning to be late in the day, and to church they must and would go, so everyone who was in the palace was in a state of great distress. Then the bailiff spoke up and said, Out there in the gilded cottage in the thicket dwells a girl, and if you could but get her to lend you her calf, I know it could draw the coach, even if it were as heavy as a mountain. They all thought that it was ridiculous to be drawn to church by a calf, but there was nothing else for it but to send a messenger once more and beg as prettily as they could 
on behalf of the king, that she should let them have the loan of the calf that the bailiff had told them about. The master maid let them have it immediately. This time also she would not say no. Then they harnessed the calf to see if the coach would move, and away it went, over rough and smooth, over stock and stone, so that they could scarcely breathe. And sometimes they were on the ground, and sometimes up in the air. And when they came to the church, the coach began to go round and round like a spinning wheel, and it was with the utmost difficulty and danger that they were able to get out of the coach and into the church. And when they went back again, the coach went quicker still, so that most of them did not know how they got back to the palace at all. When they had seated themselves at the table, the prince, who had been in service with the giant, said that he thought they ought to have invited the maiden who had lent them the shovel-handle and the porch-door and the calf up to the palace. For, said he, if we had not got these three things, we should never have got away from the palace. The king also thought that this was both just and proper, so he sent five of his best men down to the gilded hut to greet the maiden courteously from the king and to beg her to be so good as to come up to the palace to dinner at midday. Greet the king and tell him that if he is too good to come to me, I am too good to come to him, replied the master maid. So the king had to go himself and the master maid went with him immediately and, as the king believed that she was more than she appeared to be, he seated her in the place of honor by the youngest bridegroom. When they had sat at table for a short time, the master-maid took out the cock and the hen and the golden apple which she had brought away with her from the giant's house and set them on the table in front of her. And instantly, the cock and the hen began to fight with each other for the golden apple. Oh, look how those two are fighting there for the golden apple, said the king's son. Yes, and so did we two fight to get out of that time when we were in the mountain, said the master-maid. And so the prince knew her again, and you may imagine how delighted he was. He ordered the troll witch who had rolled the apple to him to be torn in pieces between four and twenty horses, so that not a bit of her was left. And then, for the first time, they began really to keep the wedding. And, weary as they were, the sheriff, the attorney, and the bailiff kept it up too. And that is... The Master Maid. And the ending does seem to wrap up quite quickly and quite violently for what it is. But at the same time, the love story between the Prince and the Master Maid is really a beautiful one. This is Dan Scholes for the Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you'd like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at Folktale Project. You can find us on Auto Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anywhere you like to listen. And you can always head over to folktaleproject.com. We'll find a new story waiting for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. As always, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>